Hey everybody, it's the Sly Dog up top here. I just wanted to let you know that this episode was an impromptu thing. It was recorded in Mark's car on my phone without proper mics, so any audio weirdness or strangeness in here is just coming from this being recorded completely off the air. But I think it's such it was such a good conversation, you guys gotta hear this anyways. So enjoy. Here comes some content, as Bo Burnham would say. Uh, hit the fucking music. Welcome to a very special episode of the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm coming to you live from fully involved Mark's car, where we just saw hey. the Alice Cooper Ace Frehley show. How you feeling, Mark? Uh, I, I've recovered my insulin, so that's a net positive. Yep, that is. That is I, I just watched him run like a bat out of hell up that hill, <laughs> and I'm very impressed uh, yes, that you could move that Yes, quickly. thank you. That, that, of course, my first theater show in three years, and... Just, it feels like a cardinal sin to like leave important things in the cup holder. Yeah. And yet here we are. And you know, they said no, no, no entry, no re-entry at the Greek, but the people there seemed very nice. Yep. So five out of five venue review, I guess. Yes, the venue tonight was fantastic. But let's let's kind of like start at the beginning of our night. So we yes, pull yes. up to the. Uh, and park in the lovely like grass parking area they have here and in front of us is a truck that i can only describe as convoluted uh if we can get the plugs out of the way early i I did post it on my twitter at fully involved mark no o-r-e in involved uh with the with the caption new guy just dropped um because the the combination of stickers it's funny like i you know i some people are car bumper sticker guys. I'm more of a laptop sticker slash acoustic case sticker kind of bitch. Um, so just when I see the combination of what, what was it like Celtic Frost and Devo and Pantera and Bowie and like and fucking Terra. some vaguely Christian things too, uh, it raises so many questions. Yeah, it definitely. And I don't want, and I don't know how many of them I want answered. Yeah, you wonder what type of person is driving. It's either like a really, they're either really left or really right. Like, you know, they're the right type of right. You know, like born to shit, for, you know, forced to wipe type people. You know, like that's yes, yes. that's how I would describe describe them. But you have to wonder. It's just so weird. Like there was another one that said I think something like you know in the beginning man created God or some shit like that. That's what but, I was thinking. And there was also something about you know, like don't waste your tears type a thing on pain yeah okay you know and th- that wasn't a very christian thing i i do like the idea of someone uh having been converted to being an alice fan only after learning he was a born-again christian since the 80s like there's like a a low-key ccm contingency <laughs> you know and he tried his hand at that i mean go listen to salvation from along came a spider pe- or, kids or, or just the entire last leg of the last temptation yeah like like the as great as that record is yeah 
Yeah, it's me is my favorite ballad. That is def. I definitely went the wrong way. Okay, wait, no. Okay, as long as I make another right turn here. Okay. By the way, uh, in case you guys uh, couldn't tell, uh, there's a long line out of the Greek, and uh, more like uh, get him out of the Greek. Am I right? <laughs> but I'm just. <laughs> but thankfully, there's no Russell Brand here tonight. Yeah, yeah. O only a band made of Johnny Depeo. Um, <laughs> two actually. Two. Oh, true. true. Yeah, with Tom Tommy Hendrickson. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Vampire. So I, I guess he's like a touring member with them too. Yep. Uh, no comment. That was just an edgy current reference. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the concert. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get to the concert, there's one more thing we gotta touch on. There's the fucking t-shirt prices, man. So we fucking t-shirts. Uh, shout, shout out to my uh, you talking you tune me uh, listeners for understanding that reference. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, capitalism really do capitalizing. Extortionism at its finest. Uh, I think the most I paid for a shirt at a show before was maybe thirty five dollars, and even that I thought was a little oof. Yeah. Uh, like, like yeah, I think even then, like I, I I was hoping there would at least be like maybe like a sticker or like I mean there was a hat, but it was just like Alice Cooper written in like the blood font and i was like yeah you could do a little better been there done that uh, but but it's funny like uh context for this show that may or may not lend something uh this is you know i have been to other shows over the past over the past maybe under a year or so since they started opening up again but this is my first time at like a bigger than a club like theater sized venue uh first time at that since i believe uh peter frampton at the forum in october 2019 uh so this is just me getting thrown back into that world uh so maybe 50 dollars t-shirts are a thing at all of the amphitheater and stadium merch booths right now i don't know but it was still extremely jarring to the both of us yeah i i it was 54.75 with tax and i got one for one for each one for alice one for ace does I, I treated myself tonight but holy fuck god guys like i i mean i get that like touring is probably more expensive now it's gotten harder you know post covid and everything but it feels a little I feel, rapey. I feel, I feel like I feel like Alice isn't hurting. No, certainly not. Yeah, like, and, I, and and he seems like a nice enough guy that he probably pays his crew well anyway. Yeah, like is is this for the if it was for the venues, I might understand. But even then, like, eh, eh. yeah, like and there, there's a whole article people can go Google and read about venues taking cuts of mo like merch money. It's yeah, that's a whole that that that's a whole thing. Yeah, we could do a podcast. Uh, it's, on that. It's, it's it's very much on that pay to play tier of just. Ugh. Yeah, just ick. The, the the other merch item that shocked me was they had an Alice Cooper teddy bear, which was cute and forty dollars, forty dollars, a yeah. conservative forty. Yep, and I was like, I could take same a, with the bobblehead. I could take a white teddy bear and draw the eyes on myself. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very. It, it, it feels like a like he he should just he should just done a build a bear tie in. I'm surprised he hasn't. God, that would be so cool. And you could look look you over there ripping the sawdust from my teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, it, it could he could totally just done a season like a. Halloween seasonal tie-in thing like there's enough generations of Alice fans by this point that it wouldn't be this taboo thing no it would be awesome and I would be at Build-A-Bear like tomorrow doing that yes yeah. yes it, it would be incredible so we we also purchased extremely expensive food and then we went in we found our seats and it wasn't long before we were greeted with the I think it was 2001 Space Odyssey music to usher on Ace Frehley onto the stage. Oh, the, oh yeah, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah. They finally replacing uh, after using his instrumental fractured mirror as his walk-on music for years, doing something different. So, kudos for shaking that up. Yeah. Side note: It is very funny that the last time I went to to, to the Greek was in 2019 to see Alice Cooper with opener Ace Frehley. I like the idea that they're just picking up where they left off. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Only with like one new Alice album since then, and and, and like, one and, new Ace and album. And nothing else happening in the world. Yep, and one new Ace album of covers. Which yeah, is, which uh, is is news to me, and why I am very much letting you take the reins when we talk about this part of the show. So I'm I'm gonna I'm before I turn Mark loose because I feel like he's he's like a dog ready to be let off his leash. I'm just gonna get this out of the way. I lifelong Kiss fan. I have my ups and downs with my fandom of them. It went along like two, maybe two and a half years where I couldn't listen to them because of the bullshit, like online, like from Gene and Paul. Like it really tainted my yeah, love of their music. It's, and it's funny. Uh, we stopped for lunch. Uh, shout out to Fat Sal's. Um, yep, and, yep. and like the second that Kiss came up in the conversation, this one guy that I think was a work was uh, an employee there. I hope he was an employee there. Yeah. Uh, uh, just immediately started going straight into a story about how how Gene, uh, when he was working at like a racetrack that Gene had horses at, would just harass the hell out of all the waitresses over there, which checks. Uh, and I just thought that was funny. Like that's just the thing that is just immediately associated with them now because because that's just how they be conducting themselves yep. even now. Yep, he's 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 a skis ball. There's no other way around it. Yeah, uh, I, and granted, you know, for the mixed thing that I'm going to be saying, Ace comparatively seems decent enough. I I enjoy him as like a guest on Eddie Trunk's podcast, uh, at least if not probably more than as a musician. But that's a work subject we're going to get into. <laughs> yeah, and when the pandemic hit, I kind of. I had a need for musical comfort food, like stuff that I grew up on made me happy. And I kind of grew to love 70s Kiss again. I, it, it came back around for me. And I was really excited to be seeing my favorite member of Kiss finally. So he comes out and he opens with Rocket Ride, which is a Kiss song. And it was significantly slower. Um, really? No. So, so, and again, like you're, I, I, and I know that you, you kind of build, uh, built up uh, my take on this. I really do want to let you take the reins because I feel like for, you know, for the demographic of people that'll be listening to this and wanting to know how the uh, current tour is going, I feel like you're a far better authority on like, like, like how the Ace songs are compared to the studio versions and just like what a fan should expect. So I yeah. really want to let you take the reins on it and I'll just snarkily chime in yeah. when I see appropriate. So yeah, he opens with, we open with Rocket Ride. It's a bit slower. It's also for the first time tuned down, which is a, a shock to me. Uh, I never thought that song was that high to begin with, but whatever, Ace is in his 70s now. I've heard of Shock Me, but this is ridiculous. Exactly. Um, and, you know, he seemed a little like, you know, like he was getting his getting his sea legs, but it was it was all right. You know, like he played the solo well, mm -hmm. and he, the band he has behind him is fan-fucking-tastic, man. Like, they're, they're also Gene Simmons' solo band, appropriately enough. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, they're just... I didn't think they, they like, were... I didn't think they'd, like allow themselves to have any kind of overlap these days yeah it's crazy i think he ended up with that band because of gene like he did some, he jammed with gene at a few solo shows and uh he's like i like these guys better than my band and he just fired his whole band and like took them when, when gene doesn't use them <laughs> yeah that's wow yeah that just uh like okay and those those conversations have to be it, it, it really feels like uh, they're just kids bouncing between their parents on different weekends. Yep. <laughs> Remember, Gene and Ace lo lo love you. You know, we just, you know, we have, we fight stay, sometimes. Stay together for the, for the bassist. Yeah, stay together for the bassist. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they were great. Uh, they're, they're also in, in their, a kit, like a Kiss tribute band called uh, The Talisman. Uh, huh. Check them out. Uh, so this is just, so this is just their whole thing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very much, you know, good at Kiss stuff. 
Uh, so the first song passed, I'm like, all right. And then we go into another Kiss tune, Parasite, another Ace track. Um, this one is tuned down, but it worked really well. I, saw, I thought it sounded heavier. Again, his voice was a little weird, but it wasn't so weird. That is a recurring thing. Um, I'm gonna pretty confidently say. Yeah, but it even, wasn't. Even you pointed it out after one song that, yeah. like, like, like even after one song, because he was very much just kind of slurring and not really hitting. Yeah. Like, even the songs where I didn't recognize the songs, I was like, oh, he, he is not hitting the notes that the song is intended for. Exactly. Uh, and at some point, I just I just uh, looked over and went, is he okay? Yeah, there's there's rumors out there, none confirmed. I heard one rumor he's off the wagon. I heard one rumor he's had a stroke. Mm. Which so. is which, like the fact that toward the end he did say like I'm like 22 years or something sober. 15 years sober. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I mean that, that's still that's still a pretty big number. Yeah. Uh, I think I just gotta make a turn here. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. That left turn was brutal, so I just did the coward's way and did a right turn followed by a U-turn. That's a traffic corner with Mark. Back to you. This has been driving in LA with Mark. <laughs> but uh, This is why I live in Orange County. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so Parasite passes and I'm happy. I'm enjoying it, man. And then we get to the first song of the night from Ace's solo, 78 solo album, a classic record for any Kiss fan. Uh, does the opening song, Rip It Out, and that's down tuned down as well and that sounded a little funny and then he opens his mouth to sing and the train came off the tracks vocally like I don't know if he hasn't been singing it in this new key that long but it seemed like he didn't know where to place his his voice in it yeah and I also just want to say for uh, for the record uh because this is probably a mistake for the ages uh I had never heard this song before uh, apparently this is the first he said so this is apparently the first song from from that like solo album from the late seventies, right? Yep. Uh, so I so I thought the whole time he was saying "whip it out" <laughs> instead of "rip it out," and the whole time I didn't question it because I was like, "Yeah, this 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 tracks." Okay. Well, when cool. you have songs like "Rocket Ride" and "Torpedo Girl," I mean, yeah, where do you go from there? <laughs> it's 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 in the realm of possibilities. Yep. You know. Nope. Uh, whip it out's probably going to be Gene's next solo album. Hey, uh, hey going back to, the, to that, that guy with the Devo bumper sticker might have liked that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, that, that it was a little rough, but uh, the guitar solo was good and the backing vocals by the band were fine. But I was like, ooh, boy. And then he and then he did his little speech. Okay, I'm going to... I see some rock soldiers in the audience, which is from his uh, 80s comeback record, Fridley's Comet. Okay. Uh, he did rock soldiers. And again, this was in a new tuning. And... He was slurring, and it was back in the summer of '78. There's a reason I remember it well. It was not. It was not good. And then I'm glad to hear you. You confirmed that. Yeah, okay. It was not good. Like that's. It's supposed to be more like it was back in the summer of '83. That's oh, so reason that's part I of the song. Well, okay. Yeah, it's kind of spoken in the the chorus of song. It, it really sounded like just an improvised banter thing i the fact that's supposed to be part of the actual song wow okay yeah it's like it's like a spoke like a talking song you could say i okay. screamed i am invincible you know it's just bravado gotcha. uh, but yeah it, that was rough and then he in the middle at the end of the song there's this famous line where the band stop, drops out and he goes the, the devil will find out he'll be playing without an ace in his deck and he's trying to get us to say it and mark you take it away <laughs> uh I mean, I didn't share this with you, but I legitimately thought until, because like there was like an ace card graphic that went on the screen, and for a solid five seconds, I thought he said, 
the guy with with a, with a, with a base in his dick. <laughs> that I legitimately again, like he's slurring everything so much that it's like the most cynical. Like I, I feel like we should establish for the record, I I, I don't like Kiss. <laughs> I feel like we, okay. we should have established that in the first couple of minutes before I started getting snarky about it. Kiss fans don't like Kiss. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I feel like they're they're a lot of them are like team ace enough that they're like trying to root for him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I, I screamed, I screamed like a little girl. I'm not. I will confess to it. Uh, but... And and you know what? I did like uh, Detroit Detroit Rock City is the first part where I was like, okay, because I feel like even as a certified ambivalent on Kiss guy, that's like the one hit where I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, that that, that that's a jam. Okay. That was fantastic. And it also helps that he didn't sing it. Yep, he let one of the guitars take the lead and it really freed him up to just play and he was he was great. He nailed that solo. Oh man, that that was without a doubt the best part of the set. I, I hate to say it not because I love Ace's singing oh, voice. Unquestionably. But yeah, that was that was the best part of the night during his set. I loved it. Then we move into, all right, I'm going to sing again. And, uh, God, what was, what was uh, New York Groove was next. Yeah, uh, yeah. which, I mean, granted, I I don't know, like, everything about that song in and out, but, like, I know that song generally, and I could not have been able to, t I could not have been able to tell what song that was until the chorus kicked in, because that's, like the, like, the slurriest he was in the whole set, I feel like. Yeah, that uh, that was very gobbledygooky delivery. And on like his, I believe his biggest solo hit too. Like, the, yep, the fact that he just kind of just bleh, bleh, threw the whole thing there. Yeah, he he sh that he shut the bed on that one. I mean, I like the light of guitar. That was cool, but yeah, that that was that was rough. Then Shock, Shock Me. Me was next. Yeah, yeah another Kiss tune uh, that I liked. Um, his, his vocal wasn't perfect, but he he was able to like kind of. I always call Asa can't sing, don't care type of person. Like he sing, he's more about charisma. Yeah. Like, like you know, I'm back, back in the New York groove. And he like back. Re and he was like the New really pushing for the sing along on that. On yep. that one, I remember that. And he was kind of able to pull that charisma out a little bit. It was it was shaky charisma, but it was good. And uh, I, I love that song. You know, it's a very you know fun little S and M E romp. And then he, we got the classic smoking guitar solo, which. It was cool, uh, but I, it's, I, it's so weird because like I, I don't. It's like he that solo went on for I'm sure it was five minutes. It felt like five hours. Yeah. Uh, and the weird thing is that the smoke started like one minute into it. Yep, I think he hit the button too and soon. It just kept going like even during parts that like because I feel like the point of having the smoke in there is to like heighten the like cartoonish awesomeness happening in front of you. And I wasn't really convinced of that. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't think it was warranted a minute in. And then by the time, like, the energy was kind of plateauing, it was like, okay, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, that was, uh, oof. And then we, then we got, we got, and with two more Kiss tunes, Cold Gin was, he, some difficulty starting that one. He sounded really frustrated. Like, you know, if I turn my fucking amp on. And I think he bitched about Reno too before that oh, song. Oh yeah, he 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 said that Reno. He said uh, LA's great. Not not like Re Reno is like a. He said it was like it was like a shithole or something. Yeah, like and, and, and that. If you ask me, Reno is like a poor man's LA. Like 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 he <laughs> thought of that himself. Yeah, like come on, man. 
What and you're gonna say next night? L.A. is like a poor man's. I don't know. Uh, he's about he, he's about to go. Into, I don't know. My ex-wife. <laughs> Just like the full boomer humor. Uh, wow. We're gonna talk later about a phone bad uh, bit that happened uh, in in the main set proper. But like, you know, the boomer humor energy was really radiating. Oh yeah. In that moment. Yeah, it was. Uh, but Cold Gin was all right. Uh, Deuce to close it out made me happy. That's one of my favorite Kiss That's songs. Fine. That's and fine. yeah, he, he kind of split the vocal with the guitarist, and that was cool. And then you know he 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 kind of slurred a few things like I appreciate you, God bless you, get home safe, Al Scooper, be out in thirty minutes. And then he just kind of disappeared on us. Yeah, and that was that was Ace, and it wasn't bad. You know, I'm I will hold hold the positive parts of my mind and just try and. Forget about the what the fuck moments. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I, I want to say that when I saw him in 2019, it was similar. It might have been a little bit cleaner when I saw when I saw him the last time. But like, again, I I'm deferring to because like obviously if I if I don't like Kiss, then I'm not gonna have strong feelings about the solo set of one of the guys from Kiss. Yeah. So I recognize my bias here. Yeah. Uh, I just feel I just feel like being snarky because I had the realization, uh, you know, I, I, I think we were, we're going to straight away told you during lunch. Like I had this realization like three years ago that I, that even though I was like raised on VH1 classic and classic rock culture and told over and over again to give a shit about kiss. Like there was this one point when I had a record of theirs, uh, that I was in my collection and I got a message on discogs being like, hey, I saw you have a super, this super rare promo copy of Dress to Kill. Uh, can I get it for you from, for $125? And I was just like, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, so I was like, okay, I might as well play it just to make sure that, you know, it's in decent condition to sell it for that much. Uh, and by the end of it, I was like, oh, this is boring as shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is just, it's like when you take away the pyrotechnics, this is just creepy uncle rock <laughs> uh so that so that's my perspective i'm 93 you're 16 an actual kiss lyric and mark is visibly cringing it's okay i'm at a red light i'm not i'm not i'm not, I'm not risking our lives yeah. to, to facepalm i'm 93 you're 16 that's a gene simmons lyric the fact the fact that you're not narrowing it down to one song with the 16 lyric says it all um <laughs> But anyway, I mean, listen, he's not far, he's not far off from that at this point. <laughs> this is true.
shit. We're for a long time. Let's get to the man of the hour. Yes, 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 uh, yes, 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 yes. Alice, Alice. I'm, I'm gonna stop being. I'm gonna stop being uh, <laughs> snarky now and just be a fan, like a good concert reviewer. Absolutely, the man of the hour. One of my favorite favorite artists, Alice Cooper. Yes, the yes, Nightmare yes. Castle, Castle Tour, Detroit yeah. Stories, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the the curtain drops and we're presented with the castle and Alice comes out opening with Feed My Frankenstein. I think that was cool. Get that out of the way early. Because uh, uh, it, it, it's one that every it's everyone that everyone knows. You know, he does some deep cuts later on, which you know, which you know is much appreciated. But like just starting out with like you know, you want the one from Wayne's World. Boom, there it is. Yep, just like that into no no more Mr. Nice Guy. Just ba bam ba bam. I was so shocked he didn't save that for like an like an encore or something. He's been playing that second song in the set for a while. Like that was both times I've seen him before, that was second song in the set. So that that I wasn't too surprised uh by, by that. I thought that was pretty cool. And then we got the first deep cut of the night, Bed of Nails, which oh that made me so happy. I'm I love trash and uh that he, the band sounded great on that one. Like I'm sure like if you see it follow me on social media, like you'll just hear me singing along to that song. I was having a good time that that's some that's some big dick energy there that is a great song yeah yeah and we got hey stupid uh a hit from uh the, the album of the same name i, I love that one yeah. first time seeing it live and i'm noticing because uh you know obviously as someone with knowledge of an as someone who's a fan of an artist with a 29 album discography who's heard all those albums you know, you're gonna prefer some eras to others. I'll admit I'm kind of ambivalent when it comes to that glam metal comeback Wayne's World era uh, kind of stuff. And I noticed it was very heavy on that early on. And then as it went on, you got a lot more of the band era and like Welcome to My Nightmare era. And I thought that that like slow transition in that was really interesting. That was really it, cool. Any of like the newer stuff was pretty front to middle loaded, definitely. Yep, and then we got our first new, well, new-ish song of the night. We got Fallen in Love from Paranormal, which, that was, that was all right. I, I, they played it well. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely the mo most, like, dad-jokey song from that album. Yeah. Uh, not the one I would have picked. I, no. I could, it's funny, because they, they were playing a lot of deep cuts over the house speakers, uh, which, which was really cool. And, you know, they're playing, like, Fireball and, like, a couple other songs from that that where like man i wish i could have heard like like that or maybe maybe this high track paranormal but like but 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 i but i know you know you, you with it, again with a 29 album discography you can only ask for so much yeah that that's very true and then from that we go into be my lover which was fantastic that's absolutely a classic. absolutely getting getting right into those old into those into that prime band era just those you know you can't do one of his sets without that song especially because it's got you know the line referencing the name Alice. Yep. Like that's an that's one you pull out the phone just to be just to be like, hey everyone, I'm at the Alice Cooper show. Exactly. Uh, next we got next up we got uh we got Go Man Go from Detroit Stories, which was that was great. That I ripped. loved that song. That ripped. That's a punky song. It's one of the best songs on that record. Definitely. Yeah. It's my it's definitely my favorite of the original songs on there. I'm I have very mixed feelings when it comes to Detroit Stories. I feel like most of the highlights for me were the covers. I I would have loved if he did like our love could change the world. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. That that would that I feel like the staging for that could be incredible. But 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 Go Man Go definitely ripped and yeah. and it, it very much war it was the first time where it's like it very much warranted like the the three guitar approach that he's got going on in yep. this band. 
Yeah, uh, he was doing rock and roll for for a hot minute, but then he he swapped it out for Hey Stupid as the tour wore on. Um, oh, interesting. So we went from Go Man Go into Under My Wheels, and that was that was a classic. That was absolutely incredible. Absolutely. And and just the transition, I, I love the segue so much. Yep. Whereas like, and she is out the where you know he's out the tracks, and she says, and then just goes to the opening riff of Under My Wheels. She's like. Yep. Like, because you can picture that happening as he's driving across the railroad tracks and just like, ah, the, the connections. Yep. Yes. That was brilliant. Yeah, I, lo I love that. And then we got we got another deep cut. We got um, He's Back, The Man Behind the Mask. And that Which, you know what? I think I liked the that arrangement more than like, the 80, than like the 80s version from like, what was it? From like a Friday the 13th movie? Yeah. Yeah, because like you know, it's it's extremely 1985 Very that version in a way where like it's like even more like new wave than Flush the Fashion in a way where like it's kind of hard to tell it's him in that in that version. Whereas like this arrangement it, that, that I'm hearing live, like I think it his presence comes through a lot more. It's a bit like an aha song, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, talk, Man Behind the Mask. Like, I feel like there might be a cute, kind of cheeky, like, eh, playing that now. Like, eh, Man Behind the Mask, am I right? <laughs> I feel like there was a moment in, in this performance you wanted to point out regarding phones. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what... So it, it was... So, it, it, oh, oh, yeah, so so this was the song when there was, like, the, the, the Jason lookalike yep. uh, coming out. And so they were, like... So they got, you know, just kind of two, like two or three like normal looking girls one of them to, was his daughter one of them was oh, uh, okay, one, yeah one of them was calico yeah okay okay the tall uh, black hair girl gotcha gotcha um so they came out and just like acted like you know freaking out fans you know and they were holding out their phones and like taking selfies the whole time and i was like and it was like yup millennials sure be on their phones avocado toast uh you know it was very much that genre of humor which like Fine, you know, I know the demographic and the audience. Fine. You, you, you get one. And, you, you get one. And then Jason killed one of them, which was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> which, and it was so weird because, like, I was expecting him to kill all of them, but then just, like, the, then, like, the other gr girls just kind of walked off, and then he just kind of walked off, and I was, like, I was expecting it to, like, build a little more, but yeah. just kind of, just kind of stalled. Uh, but, eh, I, I was expecting maybe him to just take, take the phone and start taking selfies himself. Like, you could have heightened it a little bit more. But. I, he, he did this song a couple years ago when he was doing the, uh, when he was still doing the Raise the Dead tour. And I okay. liked the staging better than what he did was, uh, he had a girl with like a backpack that was like a hiker. And the, Jason chased her off stage. And then later in the song, she came back wearing his mask, holding his machete. Okay. Like she killed Jason. I thought that was kind of funny. See, that would have been, that would have been nice. Just like flip, flip, flip it around and be like, maybe, maybe girls with phones you know, can kick ass too. Okay? Exactly. Ever think of that, Cooper? Nope. You just think of yourself. <laughs> and then Phone we, bad. And then we moved into one of Mark's favorite moments of the night. Go to hell. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, sh shout out to my diabetic boys. Uh, a callback to earlier. You know what? Uh, maybe instead of uh, you would force feed a diabetic a candy cane, it's you wouldn't lead a diabetic back to his insulin at his seat. <laughs> yep, and the Greek then can clunky. go to hell. <laughs> it's, it's, it's shaking. But, but yeah, go, go, uh, Goes to Hell is one of my favorite, uh, is definitely on my S tier of Alice Records, uh, even though people don't really talk about it that it's much. So as it, it's like the follow-up to Welcome to My Nightmare that like is just as, that's almost as cool story-wise, but like just no one talks about it. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I love that record. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like of all the songs to do from it, that song I was surprised because that's one. That's very much like the concept introducing song. Like I figured, if there was any song they would have kept, it would have been like "I Never Cry." But also, I should add this set list very balladless. Very much uh, so. Like the closest thing to a ballad was like Stephen. Yeah, and that's a that's a dark ballad. That's not like elf, like a. Yeah, no. See, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's but that's like, and okay, I. Permission to take one more shot at Kiss. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> my my main thing that my main crux of like why why I am and to some extent and now a stand, but I kind of give the stink eye when it comes to Kiss is that they get both put under this whole shock rock banner in like the narrative and the canon and stuff, including by the artists themselves. They kind of group themselves together a lot, but to me, like it's kind of insulting to put Kiss in the same sentence because like. Unlike Kiss, Alice actually does things in the music to like complement the imagery. He has concepts. He has like these create really creative ideas, and like he's able to take like these, these and just like make all these characters and storylines. Like he's connecting the Steven moments at certain points, and like I don't know. Like there's so much more creativity when you even like get rid of the makeup and the guillotines and stuff. That's yep. my spiel. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I'll, for Go to Hell, I'll say I loved it. It was the first time I got to see him do that song. And uh, my only complaint was he's usually more severe to the whip girl. And I kind of wanted hit him to really, like, flog her. And I know that, I know that sounds dirty, but, like, he, he used to go to I town mean, it's, on it. I mean, it is literally his wife. So, so yeah. like, I feel like she would be in on it no matter what. Yeah, so, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought that exchange could have been more violent. But it was still good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure he. I'm sure he. He doesn't worry about getting like he wouldn't worry about getting complaints or anything. Yeah. Maybe maybe there there's probably some kind of technical stuff going on as far as maybe like the spacing of the stage or something. You know, I'm willing to give some benefit out there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, he, he gets a pass. I mean, like I said, I have nothing to complain about from Alice's show, but you know. As a fan, you have notes. Yes, yes. And uh, so next we move into, we get another hit. We get I'm 18, which made everybody happy. Absolutely. And, you know, that will always just pull on my heartstrings. Imagine an Alice show without that in the set list. That sounds evil. It it is going to be very funny uh, when he, in what would it be, like in seven years or so when he's 80? Yep. He's probably just going to change it to that. Probably. You know? (laughs) I could see that. And you know what? And here's the thing. I I thought about this midway through the song. It should be cringy for a 72, three-something-year-old man to be singing a song like I'm 18, but I almost see it as, like, at this point, you know, with him having, like, the cane and the crutch and stuff, like, he's almost, like, playing the older version uh, that he, like, that this 18-year-old imagines themselves to be, you know? The man side of the I'm a boy and I'm a man. Right, it, you know? th- I think that's the genius of the song. Like I still like, and I'm I'm 28, but I still feel that song deeply. So God, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, that was magic. And then uh, we got a really cool moment with Billion Dollar Babies. Yes, uh, you got the babies. We, we got the debut gi- of the babies. The gi- the debut of the giant baby, uh, which came out like broke through the castle wall and like fired a money cannon, which was awesome. Absolutely, that was really cool. And then we moved into Nita Strauss's solo piece, which she did. Uh, um, which I, I think, can, can I just hot take, definitely better than Aces. Oh, yeah. A hundred I'm sorry to throw one more shot out there, but, like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're comparing and contrasting here. 
Yeah. Yeah, don't trust me. People are gonna love that. Love your uh, your roasting of Kiss. Uh, Good to know. I, I don't. I don't know what what like the dem what the audience is like as far as that goes. I hope I'm I'm not canceling myself right now. Oh no. From the classic rock fandom. Uh, uh, all send all hate mail to at fully involved Mark on TikTok, please. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And slidedogrockcast at gmail.com. Anyways, uh, yeah, her solo was cool. And what I liked that she did is, um, if you're familiar with the Raise Your Fist album, she played a bit of the song Gale in her solo. And then they went into one of my highlights of the night, Roses on White yeah, Lace. You know what? Okay, I've said, I, I mentioned to you offhand that that's one of my least favorite Alice albums because I feel like that's when it gets like dumb in a not fun way. That song is the exception. That I wish the whole album was as twisted as that song. Oh yeah, that that is that 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 was that's that was fantastic. One of the pleasant surprises on the set. Definitely. Yeah, and the staging was so cool with like the corpse bride, you could say, and like Alice's blood splattered shirt. Like that yeah. was just amazing. It, it, it gets that title imagery across really well. Yep, and then we got we got an interesting poll from schools out. We got my stars, which. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Like, I knew what he was going to play, but I still, like, even when he started, I was like, this is happening. Okay. I didn't even immediately recognize that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Not my favorite song from that record. That that would be Public Animal number nine. But, uh, yeah, great, great performance, that song, which led into the instrumental jam section, which I'm usually kind of ambivalent to those, but this it, it one wasn't little, bad. I mean, I mean like, like, his band is undeniably, the musicianship is off the charts. Oh, yeah. Uh, it maybe went a little long. Like, I'm not sure we needed the bass solo. I only like the bass solo because he played a bit of Black Juju, and that made me really uh, okay. happy. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But uh, but the drum solo was incredible. That was incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, the Widow, Black Widow, Devil's Food, Black Juju jam was, was pretty cool. The, the, I gotta say, we can skip ahead a little if you want. The representation of Welcome to My Nightmare deep cuts is was just chef's kiss. Mwah. Yes. Uh, speaking of that, yeah. Steven. Uh, Alice comes that out. Too. Oh, that's even the one I was thinking of. But yeah, you're right. They did do Steven. Yes. Yep. Yes. That's what's coming up. That's the next song in the set. He, Alice comes back out on the stage uh, in a straitjacket, led by two giant baby henchmen. Um, As you do. And yep. And he sang Steven, and it was beautiful. God, that, 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 I, 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 I love everything involving that. That, that, that song's just like the pinnacle of that whole storyline, and really just elevates over my nightmare to be as just just compelling as it is and i love that he's willing to put in those songs not just the hits but just like the songs that have those perfect uh character beats yep. that just make for automatically great uh set pieces absolutely like that. and then we see mademoiselle guillotine as she's known wheeling a baby stroller out on the stage and we know we're getting something dark and we go into dead babies and Alice did a great performance of it. Um, he, he had the meat cleaver and he was getting ready to go at it, but then he's captured by two baby henchmen and led to the guillotine. Uh, yeah, and and of course, you know, you, you, you gotta, you know, I mean, the, it's, it's the geeks. If you're listening to an Alice C Cooper concert review podcast, you don't need us to tell you there's a guillotine. Yep. Led to the guillotine, execution, I love the dead, the usual. But then we got one of my highlights of the show. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was referring to. A deep cut from Welcome to My Nightmare, one of my favorite Alice Cooper songs, Escape. The closer he, escape, yeah. Yep, he comes bursting out of a coffin which is, with his eyes on it, which is really cool. Uh, back in the stray jacket, and he sings the song and is pursued by the baby henchmen who eventually yeah, drag him out. I think I think I'm gonna just find a parking spot right here yep. and we'll because, finish it because, because we're we're just like half a mile away from your place anyway. Yep. 
up. We'll just finish. Uh, so yeah, let's just. Yep. He is chased by baby henchmen and uh, like dragged off stage into the smoke of the Nightmare Castle, screaming, "I got to get out of here!" Much like he did in Ballad of Dwight Fry. And it was yeah, yeah. I was almost wondering. If it was, I was almost wondering if it was going to go into that song, uh, but but I'm glad to at least just just have the callback at the very least. To, quick Dwight Fry story. Uh, so Ooh. when he when he did the Brutal Planet tour at the beginning of the Brutal Planet tour. Uh, there were two versions of the show. The first version of the show had it ending after elected. Uh, mm -hmm. Alice is captured and let off stage, and then this character known as the controller is pushed out. Okay. And he does a little speech, and they put the controller back in the box. And then Alice is led back out on the stage mm -hmm. in a straitjacket and changed in the, into an acoustic version of Ballad of Dwight Fry. And when it gets to the I Gotta Get Out of Here section, Alice can't escape. And he's just drug off stage in the straitjacket. Okay. And it's meant to symbolize once you're in hell you can't get out of hell. Wow. Okay. See, and you know, I, we've talked about this early or earlier on. I do have very mixed f feelings about the whole brutal planet dragon town era, but that is, that is extremely cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like that ending was kept for about 20 to 30 shows. And then he switched it. He put Dwight Fry in the middle of the set. And it said at the end of the show, Alice is captured and there's a clone Alice that comes out, out like back up the ramp and the show ends like that. It's like a weird Inception moment. I don't know. I always thought that was a cool fun that fact. That is really cool, definitely. Yep. But yeah, so Alice is drug off stage by the babies, and then we get another metal track to make me happy. We get Teenage Frankenstein from Constructor with of Alice. Of course, of course. Alice in full-on Frankenstein mode, like with... With the Frankenstein behind them, yeah. Yep, yeah. walking like a Frankenstein, like stiff and herky-jerky movements. It was it, perfect. It, it's, the, it's the VH1 classic staple. You yep, know? that was the first yeah. video I saw. That's how I discovered him. That was what made me go to my dad. Do you have any Alice Cooper tapes? Because I just saw this video for Teenage Frankenstein, and I need to hear more of his music. Yeah, and and it's funny. It was funny, like learning later on that because like it, learning later on that like the the that's not even the Frankenstein that most people song. So Frank, that's not even the Frankenstein song from that era that the most people know, which right. is the funny thing. Right. Yeah. They, everybody goes to feed my Frankenstein. Yeah. So. He 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 likes his themes. He does. He li he likes his classic horror. I'm surprised there's not more Dracula songs in his catalog. Honestly. Yeah, there, there there's got to be a couple. I feel like there's made there's maybe there's got to be some imagery here. And Fresh there. blood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that that was good, and then that ended the main set, quote unquote. But we all know what's coming next. Of course, uh, of course schools out. Yeah. Balloons, top hat, confetti, band intros. Um, surprisingly, no guests, no Ace Freely joining him on guitar like he usually does. Oh, I didn't even know about that. Okay. Yeah, that's usually a thing that happens if they play together, but Ace, nowhere to be seen. Is there like a song he usually joins in on? School's out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And even at the last, like the last night of the tour, like before this, like, thank God we didn't get Buckcherry opening because that's who was opening oh, the God. first part of the oh, tour. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, their Oof. last night on the tour, he had all of Buckcherry on stage with him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a video. See, I, I, now I'm realizing that, like, it, it, I'm just imagining the timeline because uh, on today, uh, earlier today, uh, there was a the 50th anniversary uh, celebration of the rainbow uh, a few miles away, and I was and we were going back and forth on if we should like spend the afternoon over there because you know a trunks hosting and that could be fun. Then we realized, wait a minute, look look at this lineup, crazy town and orgy and now i'm imagining the timeline where we saw crazy town orgy and buck cherry in the same day the horror and my 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 life flashes before my eyes we might as well top it off with some trapped and aaron lewis at that point on uh, yeah 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 
But okay. But 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 point being, show good. But we we're, we're in the good timeline. Yes, we are. We're in. The, we're, this is the good place. This is not the bad place. This yes, is the good yes, place. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, the bad place has blown to pieces. Amen to that. Uh, yeah, this show. And, and of course, incorporated the nerd brick in the wall. It, of course, yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, this show made me so happy. Like you know, the, I know COVID's not over, over, but it makes me feel like you know. Life can be normal again. You know, we're at the very least, we know we're at the outdoor venues. And uh, I mean, I do wonder, like, because, you know, I'm going to be going to my, my next uh, big show, like bigger than a club show is going to be uh, Weird Al. Uh, an, another one of a kind, long haired uh, legend. Uh, he, uh, I'm going to be seeing him at the Wiltern in June. And I wonder if the protocols there are going to be any different. That should be interesting. That will that will be. It's it's fun. It's funny to see venues like I see some videos where it says you know have your vax card and then you get there and they're like eh whatever. See funny thing I've seen vax cards way more enforced at like club shows and like local band shows. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like which makes sense weirdly because it's more confined and like you know there's only a couple hundred people so it's probably a lot easier to manage and also you know the bands are a lot younger so low key there's probably not a lot of like anti vax boomers in there at the risk of being ageist but like I'm not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I get, I, I get that. But it's funny. I go to a lot of classic rock shows like Lindsey Buckingham, Alan Parsons. Oh, yeah, you had a story about that. Yeah, Lindsey Buckingham story. This, this is, I think it's funny. So we all know about the drama of Lindsey Buckingham being kicked out of Fleetwood Mac. And then he had a heart mm. attack. And he got his vocal cords damaged, unfortunately. Mm. But he was able to rehab his voice. He was back out on tour. And I went and saw him at this ven lovely venue in San Diego called the Magnolia. Check it out. A lot of good shows there. Mm. Um, it's a new venue. It used to be a, a, a like a local like police station. So you can sit, huh. in, you can sit inside the venue and wonder if someone died in the arena. Um, <laughs> Wait, uh, 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 how, how many civil rights were violated this week? But so is this like, this is like a club size place then? I'd say it's about the size of like the Saban. I'm not, I'm not familiar. Oh, so that's a Beverly Hills venue. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it's not a club. It's like, like, like a house of blues kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's maybe, maybe a little smaller cause there's no upstairs seating. It's just a room. Right. right. Like, okay. I, like the monkeys play there. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the vibe. Okay. So, yeah, it was it, it was it was a it was a show I was really excited for. It happened in December, and I went. And man, I didn't know what to expect from Lindsay, but he he was in fine voice, and he blazed through a set of solo songs. And then at the end, he did a bunch of Fleetwood Mac stuff, and he did just a ripping version of "Go Your Own Way," where during the solo he was like beating on his guitar and swinging Hell it around, yeah. and like he got in front of the audience and let them like pound on the guitar, and like he the show could have ended right there, and it would have been in like one of the best things I've ever seen. And then he comes out for the encores and he proceeds to say, you know, this band is one of the best bands I've ever played with because there's no personal politics involved here. Uh, and shout out to Mara, my wife. She goes, Oh, come on, grow up and starts wait, wait, booing him. Like out loud. Yeah. Like literally booing. Yeah. Did anyone join? No. Like I was like, why are you going to get us killed by the boomers? Also, I got to say, I, part of the reason why I was trying to get a, a mental image of the venue is that I'm picturing, uh, <laughs> I would love to think that after he does that set and, t and throws shade at Fleetwood Mac, the next night is Mike Campbell's band. <laughs> oh, God, I hope they come here now. And then Crowded House the next day. <laughs> Don't dream it's over. <laughs> oh, oh, God, that would be wonderful. And they would totally play there. I could see that. Mm -hmm. oh, God, I hope Mike Campbell comes there now. Hey, guys, if you're listening, uh, book them. 
Uh, I don't know why you're listening to my podcast, but thank you. I patronize Mike, your venue Mike, a lot. Mike, Benmont, uh, any of you guys. Yeah, yeah any, anybody. Uh, petty Breakers. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm more of a petty or not guy myself. Petty or not, yeah. Right. Although, you know what? So I posted that TikTok where I was like uh, judging Tom Petty tribute bands exclusively by their names. I will say someone in the comments pointed out um, a band called Heavy Petty. <laughs> and the best part, they're in Gainesville. The, the, the Gainesville-based Petty band has unquestionably the most 10 out of 10 names. Yeah, that is awesome. And I'm very happy about that. I, Best timeline. I yield to you, Kings. Yeah, Mark. This. Thank you for coming to the show with me, man. Like, you yeah. know, just to get real, real for for a moment. Like, you know, I don't have a lot of concert buddies outside of, you know, my wife. So th this meant a lot to me. And uh, like, I, I know you you drove me around LA today, and I'm thankful for that. Mm -hmm. And it was great to finally meet you in person. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it definitely a long time coming. Definitely. Hell yeah. And I think we'll definitely do some more podcasting in the future. I think there's a goes to hell episode in our. Uh, in our mists. I mean, I mean, there, there, there's a petty episode in there somewhere. Probably. Oh, totally. We we can give like a like 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 a Mount Rushmore of Alice albums or something. I don't know. Ooh, Mount Rushmore Alice albums. Yes, yes. Th th this is what we will do. Something like that, or 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 we can just go very tediously through our tier list of all twenty nine albums. <laughs> oh man, that's a that's more like a live stream, man. That's a long one. That that, that that's more like a like a charity. Subathon kind of thing, yeah. That goes for like forty-eight hours that you hear about on Twitch. Uh, yeah, that'd be insane. Yeah, we'll definitely do some petty, petty too. Like we got to talk about southern accents, like that. Oh, I have mixed opinions on on Ooh, that goody. era. Ooh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm more of a sad echo bitch personally. <laughs> I got it. I, you know that was some of the first time petty I heard. I just. Pulled that CD out of my, like, I was a little kid and just learning what a CD player was. And I pulled that, like, out of my uncle's CD rack and I played that. That was so cool. I got a room at the top of the world tonight. Still one of my favorite Tom Petty songs. Mm, yes, yes. But okay. Uh, do you think? Yep. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Go check out Alice Cooper if he comes to your city. I know he's taking a little break, but he will be back out on the road later this year. Yeah. And um, check out the vampires. They may or may not be going out. Uh, I keep hearing, you know, rumblings that there might be a vampire tour. Uh, so check them out as well. Uh, Rise is a great record, and you need to listen to it. Uh, for that said, I'm the Sly Dog. Peace, love, rock and roll. Go, man, go.
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.